Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to Famicast 77. Uh, I'm JC, not Danny Bivens. And uh, with me is Mr. Ty Shugart. Yeah, baby. Hail to the king. And next to him is, uh, well, nobody, because no one else is on this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, Danny's uh, caught up in some family business. Cyrus is, I don't know, snowboarding? Is that right? <laughs> I think he's somewhat, he's somewhere up a mountain, somewhere in Japan anyway. That's his excuse anyway. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's just the cool guys in this yeah. uh, podcast episode <laughs> title. <laughs> we're we're going to cause some trouble. Yeah, because it's only two guys. I mean, you know, I know lots of people don't like, you know, one or two guy podcasts. So we'll we'll try and keep it short and try to annoy as few people as possible. Although time, <laughs> time might have some, <laughs> something to say Lofty about that. promises. <laughs> <laughs> or we might just do the exact opposite of what I just said. Yeah, I like that. But um, we do have a feature which we've been kind of delaying for like three episodes. And we were almost going to delay it with this one because there was so few people. But... You know, me and Ty decided we're going to go ahead. We're going to do it, even just just the two of us. So, yeah, new business and little special feature. And that's probably about it for this episode. So, yeah, please to enjoy. Okay, so Ty, you said you don't mind starting off with new business. Yeah, you know, I, I like video games. I play a lot of video games. What do you got? <laughs> well, uh, I noticed Windows 10 has a bunch of free games that give me achievement points. <laughs> Windows 10? Yeah. They made 10 of them? Brilliant. Right? So <laughs> I've been skimming some garbage like, you know, Minesweeper and Solitaire and... <laughs> Like they have achievements for those. Yeah, they have achievements for those now, and Jesus. you know all these garbage ass tablet games. <laughs> they're they're all terrible. Bejeweled. Yeah, not even. <laughs> Bejeweled so, wannabes. So let's not talk about that. Thank Christ. <laughs> um. So Killer Instinct season three has started. Hey, that's on Windows now, right? Yeah, you can play it on Windows Ten. Rip in peace, Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> all the games are now on Windows. Yeah, it's free to play, so you can try it. You know, for free. Oh yeah, so, it just uh, you just get Mick Jagger or whatever for free, right? Yeah, it's a rotating free character. Oh, nice. Yeah, so rotating like, like per season or per like per week I, per what? Every, I think it's every couple weeks. I'm not sure. I've never not had all the characters. Oh right, 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 right. I think it's every two to three weeks. So if you just like a cheapskate, you could just wait every two weeks. You could play yeah. with a new character. Yeah, and uh, or you could just buy the characters at five bucks a pop, or buy buy them at like sets of eight for twenty bucks. And there's like there's like a, a nice deal where you get everything ever for fifty bucks. That sounds like make yeah. more sense. Or you can wait for a sale. There's there's been a lot of sales for like the different packages and stuff. Like so this I've, is Killer Killer Instinct three point three. Yeah, that's right. So rebalancing system changes, new characters. It's a it's a lot of stuff. So 
I was watching. Well, I, actually, I almost watched you play Killer Instinct, but I missed you. Yeah, you, you you were playing in a tournament, right? Right. Uh, just this last weekend, there's a Japan only new character only uh, single elimination exhibition. So all so, the Japanese Killer Instinct players. So yeah. all four, all five of you got together. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, well there, there are a lot of new faces now since the the PC version is out. Yeah, um, it, was, it was actually super interesting because, like, you you sent a link out on your Twitter to like you know announce that you're about to play or whatever, and I jumped on just before you played, and then I had I had to do something, and I when I came back, you'd already like <laughs> you'd already finished playing, right? One apparently. Uh yeah, I I was like fourth out of seventeen people. When, when I lost, it was a real heartbreaker. Let me tell you, it came down to the last exchange. Oh, oh. <laughs> but it was, it was interesting because um, uh, the, the like you said, there's only new new characters for that tournament, right? Right, right. And the and new characters are Tusk, Kim Wu, Arbiter from Halo, and Rash from Battletoads. And and Tusk in the font that is on like the maybe the character select screen does it look a lot like tush <laughs> does it it really does yeah like the k is very kind of square so <laughs> it comes out cuz h but um when i started watching your that stream there was a there was a rash versus tush uh <laughs> game being played and the the rash guy was wearing a conker um mask <laughs> Yeah, and um, there was this Japanese commentary, like two two guys like commentating on the match, and um, and they were saying like, "Are nani zore kuma?" They were saying like, "Is it a bear?" Like usagi nano, and like, "Is it <laughs> is it a rabbit?" And they actually had no idea that it was um, Konka, and it kind of made me think like, was Konka actually even released in Japan? Probably not, right? Oh man, I'm gonna have to have a long chat with uh, Ogti. He's the, he was the announcer and host of the tournament. Would he be ashamed of not knowing Conquer? Maybe. Well, we'll he's see. got an X- he's got an Xbox, right? Jesus Christ! <laughs> he's a Japanese guy with an Xbox. He must have heard of Conquer, right? Right. Yeah. He he had one when the US one came out. It was basically just me and him <laughs> because it came out like uh, like nine months or a year later in Japan. Yeah, you need to talk to him about that. Yeah, Conquer is a good game, and uh, yeah, so Rash is. Uh, Definitely a, a troll character. You you pick him to clown around. <laughs> you, you get your Conquer accessories or your Banjo Kazooie accessories. Oh, Banjo as well. Like, yeah. is it is it like the backpack or something? Yeah, is the backpack and the shorts. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, and, the, he's and got, like he's got a Yoshi like tongue, I think. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and he can eat fireballs and various projectiles and some some really silly stuff. I actually made a video about it and posted it. You might oh, get a maybe good that's laugh. the one I watched. Yeah. <laughs> Is it just you tonguing everything? Yeah. Yeah, I think I right. saw that. Because yeah. some weird things count as projectiles in the game. Like, you know, yeah, the mummy guy, he'll like just do a dive kick out of the air and this puff of sand will come up and like Rash can eat that. Can he, you then spit it like back out or something? Or does uh, it do he gets something? meter when he... Uh, eats a projectile. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, precious resources for kicking them, kicking them with a giant boot. If he eats five projectiles, does he spit out an egg? <laughs> no, sorry. Okay. Never mind. 
Sad story. So, uh, so you didn't you didn't quite win, but you did you did all right. Yeah, I did all right. I, are you 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 exclusively Xbone for this? Like, you never play on Windows. Oh, uh, I've tried out the Windows one. Yeah, is it uh, like a totally different build? Like, completely like are the differences, or is it? Can you can you cross what do you call it? Cross play? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, some of the sense. players were on PC, some of them were on the Xbox, and we we're just cross playing. It it works. It's cool. I guess it's like you playing Street Fighter on PC rather than getting a PS4. I guess for Japanese people, it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? They'd rather get a gaming PC than buy an X-Bone. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's cross-buy too. So if you already paid for it on X-Bone, you, you just install it. it on PC and you're good. That makes sense. Gotta hope Nintendo are listening. Yeah. Cross buy is a it's a nice thing to have. Definitely. Cool. Uh, Anything else you've been playing or? Yeah. Well, you uh, said you've been playing like a thousand things, but only for like five minutes each. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like another thing I cross bought was uh, Minecraft. There's like a new like there's a new Windows 10 version. But oh, is that like, for the not the Oculus, but the the other thing, the what do you call it, Hololens? I don't know about any of that stuff but it, you don't it, have a hololens no what the hell is a, ho- a hololens <laughs> you can play it's like you've got a big screen tv in front of you but you're actually just wearing goggles that costs ten thousand dollars cool uh <laughs> you could actually just buy a massive tv for less but anyway yeah and then other people could watch it too yeah there's a thought um so uh, yeah i i mean i bought the PC one when it was like in alpha like a million years ago and like to get it on Windows 10 like all you have to do is like log in and get get the code and you get it for free from the Windows store so that's cool rip in peace notch yeah <laughs> crushed to death under billions and billions of dollars so the last time you logged in you know you were you were paying notch but now now he's like he's long gone right he's in his yeah. mansion eating his you know candy out of his candy room Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly thought, getting more and more obese. Yeah. So there's that. Okay, but um <laughs> something totally different and highly interesting that I played Woo. is uh the Doom J- uh <laughs> Japanese Doom community project. So okay. So I guess there's a there's a little tight knit group of doom enthusiasts in Japan and they made like a brand new full set of maps, 32 levels for doom, but they changed all the sprites to anime girls. No, no. I mean, it's just doom, Mm -hmm. but maybe they they added a new, uh, HUD. Oh, in Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. So that's cool. Which never existed previously. Right. And um, what does it say though? Other than ammo and health, what else does it say? Yeah, <laughs> two I, words. I, they changed all the numbers to kanji, which I think is just uh, showboating or whatever. That's, that's just stupid. Yeah, that's not even convenient. Probably yeah, not case, even for Japanese right. people. <laughs> in, ca- in case, just a little cultural note there: like you can actually write the numbers in in kanji, um, but 
yeah, even Japanese people, they just can't be bothered, you know, because yeah, it, it takes twice as long to write and, you know, right. Yeah, it just, just doesn't, doesn't look right. You might, if you go to like a really old Japanese restaurant, yeah. it might have the prices in, in kanji. Mm -hmm. I see that a lot. But um, yeah, not, it's not so good for visiting tourists, is it? <laughs> right. Like, they don't know how much the hell anything is. Right. And yeah. uh, like, uh, I'm playing it in the Brutal Doom anyway, so that has its own HUD. It's actually like a, a separate thing you can choose to use or not, which is really nice. So Doom and Killer Instinct, you're really branching out there, Ty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the levels they made are amazing. They, they've really pushed the game to it, its limits and made some really astounding levels that uh, definitely prove that uh, level design is absolutely an art form, in my opinion. Yeah. So that's uh, the Doom Japan Community Project, or just JPCP, if you want to search it up. I'll probably put some screenshots up on my Twitter since I've been taking some. Ty, don't forget, I'm a Doom level you know, pro here. You know, you don't need to tell me about these kind of things. Yeah. From the, the three levels I made back in the 90s. Right. I... <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, was that Duke 3D or Doom or both? Uh, I never made a... Duke level. No, on Doom. Okay. Hmm. I didn't even know there was a Duke uh, editor. I thought we talked about this. Like, there was a, an editor packed in with Duke 3D. Hmm. You just put all the, as many naked pole dancers as you want in one level? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm, sure they, I'm sure they exist. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they exist. Right. Okay. So, uh, that's what I've been playing, as well as a bunch of other games. Anything, that... uh, anything new-ish? Hmm. Well, nah. there's, there's no other guys on the podcast. You might as well just <laughs> throw the throw in another game there. Well, I was playing uh, Hitman. Oh God, which one was it? Not the newest one. The probably the second newest one. It was. It's on 360. Was it Absolution? Absolute, Absolution, that's the one, only one that comes to mind. Yeah, well, there's that and Blood Money, and I, I'm trying to remember which one this was. I think it's Absolution. That's the one with the trailer with the, the guy killing all the nuns. Gosh. <laughs> Do you remember that one? That was no. One. I remember the part sneaking around a library where a bunch of cops look for you. That's the one I played. Anyway, I just marathoned like, almost the entire game in a day. And then, uh, like, it froze up and corrupted my save file. <sighs> so, rest in peace. Is that 360? Yeah, it was 360. Like, like via uh, backwards compatibility? No, it was actually on my 360. Okay, that was your mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it must be getting on a bit. Your, is, that, is that like a launch 360? Or? Uh, not launch, but, hmm, yeah, it's actually, one of the, the older yeah. ones. Right. The yeah. multi ones. Yeah. Like the later ones in that line like aren't so bad. But yeah, I may have to replace it at some point. We'll see. X bones are not like prone to catching on fire or anything, are they? They've 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 learned the lessons. Yeah. Good, right? As I understand it, like uh in the X bone it's like super well ventilated. That's that's important. 
Yeah, like it's really big, but it's like lightweight for its size. And like, <laughs> I've forgotten what podcast it was now, but like, or maybe it was just on Twitter, but people were arguing about like how many X bones were being sold in Japan, and people were like guessing at the number. And I was just thinking to myself, if if they listen to this podcast, like you know, at least once, they would know that they were way off. They were guessing like you know, in the hundreds of thousands. Oh damn! <laughs> but anyone who's listened to this podcast will know it is like it's hovering around sixty-four thousand, right? Yeah, it's like it's like five hundred a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were predicting way higher than that on this. <laughs> it's like Twitter conversation. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I wonder. Well, I mean, since it had a year head start elsewhere, I wonder how many people imported it. So, you know, that's, there's no that's true. there's no region locks anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So. My f- my favorite fact ever about the Xbox family of systems is that the original Xbox, like in Japan, like they didn't sell their initial <laughs> they didn't sell through their initial shipment. So like every single Xbox One or, or what do you call it, Xbox Original. Yeah, is it is a launch system? <laughs> I just thought that's such a uh, cool fact. Did they have those terrible controllers in Japan? Like, think, uh, no, they started with the S, didn't they? The the small Japanese size, Japanese hand size one in Japan. Yeah, okay. I thought that was the whole point. They launched with that, right? Yeah. Oh Adam. man, the American one, so terrible. Yeah, the Duke. Yeah. Cool. It is cool. So, by the way, going back to that um, Killer Instinct tournament, how often do they happen? Um, it's only for Japanese people, right? Like that yeah, particular tournament. Like, yeah. Um, so, Ogti, he's like a Killer Instinct player here in Japan. I guess he's also kind of known for Marvel. Um, is that to to avoid lag or whatever? Or does it even have lag? Is is no is Killer Instinct netcode has the best. It's the best online play of any fighting game out. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter where people are, you know, yeah, dialing played, in. <laughs> yeah, I play overseas matches on the reg. <laughs> but uh, th- this is just like a, a little regular, uh, well, semi-regular thing. I think this is like the ninth or tenth one. Because I noticed that the chat was like predominantly English, was on like a couple of Japanese comments now well, and then. It was also running on Nico Nico, so like all the Japanese people were watching on Nico Nico and all the uh, other uh, people were watching on Twitch. Yeah, without the comments flying across the screen. Yeah. www. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on. Yeah. So, um, what have I been playing? Well, not really much. Um, the <laughs> obviously uh, announced a couple of uh, episodes back, or maybe it was the last episode that you know my second baby was born, and uh, you know I've obviously been very busy with that. Um, well, I was actually hoping to have Matt uh, come in on this episode, but he, unfortunately he couldn't make it. He was uh, he's on actually on holiday in uh, Okinawa at the moment. And we were talking about, you know, the possibility of doing a dad cast one day, you know, getting all the NWR staffers who've had kids and just, you know, I guess, exchanging stories or complaining about how little time we have to play games. 
you know, <laughs> you, you single guys, you just, you know, you wake up, you know, you put your pants on and you just play with as many games as you want. But, you know, dads like us, you know, we've got a shit ton of things to do before game time starts. But, uh, yeah, things are pretty heating up at, uh, at work as well, you know. Obviously, the new tax year and the new school year starts. Yeah. <laughs> things, things are heating up. But, um, yeah, I've still, I'm actually still trolling people on uh, Mitomo, Mitrolo. Oh, yeah. Which is, which is a lot of fun. And um, we'll read some comments from um, Mitrolo, Mitomo later. So uh, look forward right. to those. Um, it is, yeah, it continues to intrigue me. Um, only because I like to just think of the stupidest thing to answer to all the stupid questions that it throws at me. All right. Uh, you keep talking about that, and I'm going to send you the best ones that I've saved. Okay, <laughs> from from Mitrolo? Yeah. Oh, are you on it, by the way? No. Okay. But I do use the internet. Okay, right. Yes, it's, it's, um, it's kind of turned into like a me photo editor now. I think that's the most thing that people use it for because it's very easy to like import photos and add your me's to things, uh, which I'm sure those are the photos that Ty is sending me right now. That's right. <laughs> so it's kind of uh, interesting. Probably Nintendo didn't... Uh, my God, what am I looking at? <laughs> the confused black guy meme, except yes. in the Tomo form. All right. Yeah, lots of people just like replace the heads of like celebrities or like um, game boxes is, is another good one. Like right. people um, just upload like a game box and then just replace with their with their me's or their friends' me's and stuff. Yeah, I was kind of hoping Ty would join because then we could do like a Famicast uh, one because I got Cyrus and Danny on it, so we could combine all our me's together into some hilarious photo. Uh, <laughs> Ty's just bombarding me with these bizarre me me pictures in bizarre situations. <laughs> that guy, is it is it like a chocolate advert? And but somebody's like stuck a little guy me in a like a squatting position, so it looks like it's chocolate or shit squirting out of his ass. Yeah, that's right. Brilliant! You nailed it. <laughs> I'm sure that's everyone's seen that by now. Hold on, there's a, an amazing one I saved on my other computer. After, is that your background on your on your computer? What? So yeah, Mitomo. It's uh, it's uh, you know the the usership has kind of dropped off a lot. I noticed after the first couple of weeks, um, you know, a lot less people, a lot fewer people are using it. They've also updated it a couple of times because people were complaining that the recommended friends were like mostly friends of friends like or mutual friends they call them and um, but usually ended up like you know people that you don't know so i was accepting accepting like everyone who was asking who was requesting my uh to be my friend so i ended up with like almost like 80 people in my friends list um most of which i don't know um some of the people i know i follow on twitter but some of them not um so when you compare it with like when it was just the Japanese version out, or, well, not Japanese version because it's a universal app, but like, what do you call it? When it was only out in Japan, it was a lot better because it was just, you know, me, Danny, uh, Cyrus, and, you know, a few of the guys all trolling each other. And everyone that visited my room, I knew who they were. 
And if I wanted to troll Danny, I could do that immediately without any dicking around. But now with like so many people like uh, on it, it's kind of like you just kind of get lost and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm not really interested in reading all these people's comments. I just want to read the people I know uh, so I can, you know, troll them more efficiently. Um, but it's not really working out. So I don't know if I'll have to like delete people. I don't know if you can even do that. But um, yeah, for people who like <clears throat> haven't downloaded it yet and are thinking about it, I would recommend just just keeping you know like a close knit of friends that you you know hang out with or usually chat to because uh, that's probably the most fun you know to take the piss out of your friends um hey. yeah but yeah it's it's what it, it is it, it is what it is <laughs> people know what it is by now i think another reason is like you know why people add a lot of friends is that you get like you know achievements in quotation marks for getting more friends so it's like oh yeah i could get 50 friends and unlock whatever 100 coins or whatever but then you've kind of diluted the the pool so it's not as fun anymore so i don't recommend doing that yeah well i enjoy mitomo a lot and i've never used it <laughs> yeah that's probably yeah, that's one way of doing it and you can actually tweet out questions so people can on twitter can actually respond to the questions or like your pictures and stuff which is another kind of fun i guess you could uh, extract from it um i i mean only only the other game i played which has been you know a few weeks back now uh, i wrote this on the agenda ages ago um but <laughs> it's a couple of weeks since i played it but as captain toad you know talked about it a couple of episodes back um i completed like all the three main episodes and uh then I believe it unlocks the Mario 3D World levels, but mine had already unlocked because I had a save file from 3D World, so I got that you know right out the gate. Huh. Okay. But it's, it's kind of cool because like the credits, the end credits for for Captain Toad end with like the intro to Mario uh, Super Mario 3D World. It kind of like they transition to it into each other, but then they kind of like. Uh, deviate from it and then have you know toad joining in uh in the intro so it's kind of like it just kind of shows how the you know the the levels or the so the games are interlinked i thought that was kind of a cool effect but um yeah i'll probably like go through those 3d world levels they are fun they're quite different like you don't have to collect the diamonds you just you only just have to get to the end so it's it's not as um refined as the main levels i guess you could say but it's still fun on, nonetheless and uh i'll probably uh, get around to doing that sometime whenever i can <clears throat> um yeah i think that's yeah. about it really i don't really have anything else i think i made the last mario maker level i made was uh quite a tricky one but you know people again getting, getting around to using it it's um Based one, based one around the coins and the keys, uh, where you have to kind of search out this level and collect the ten coins to to pass through the door at the end. Um, it, I didn't actually create it with making it hard. I didn't actually want to make like a super hard level, but you know, it turns out it was quite hard, and people are having trouble uh, completing it. <laughs> it's it's a tricky balance actually, like. I mean, it is a real shame 
Ty, that you don't like make levels because I would be interested to know how you would go about it. Like, would you make levels like, like super trolley levels that you don't want people to complete, or would you like make you know reasonable levels that people, most people would have a chance of beating? Because that, that's that's the kind of thought process I go through. Because like sometimes I'm feeling a bit evil and I like you know do like you know super tricky things that would trip people up and uh, you know I would know that only a small percentage of people would be able to complete it. But then at the same time you get less kind of comments and stars if you do that. Uh -huh. So you kind of you need those precious achievement points. Yeah. Well, you, when the more stars you get, the more levels you're allowed to upload. So right. like you, you're rewarded for like you know creating levels that people like, but like, but people just like any old shit anyway on <laughs> Mario Maker. So I don't know if that works or not. Of course, theoretically, hypothetically, what what do you think you would do? Would you go for the, um, tro the full troll? I I think it. What well, my first in inclination would be to make like technically interesting levels like. Mm -hmm. um, you can do like, like I would explore like what you could do in the game in the sense that like, uh, got how, how do I articulate this? Mm, like, like you, what do you think of the most interesting gameplay mechanics, like uh, like real nuts and bolts kind of stuff, <laughs> like uh, like jumping off a of P switches. Yeah, they they modified that. Yeah. Yeah. So like um I, I I'm interested in like the the technical details of how certain things work and uh I would probably make levels based on that but you know you you think one thing and then you make a level and it's it becomes something totally different Yeah I actually I mean? played the I, I yeah I know what you mean I actually played a level um that a guy I guess he was like you know a pro Mario player, but he actually designed the level to train people how to do those kind of tricky things. So right. it was it was kind of like um yeah, like P switch jumping and stuff like that. So it was he wouldn't make it like impossible like doing it all over lava. He would, you know, make it like an easier uh thing to do, but like uh it was it was it's kinda of hard to explain. But anyway, it taught me how to do like P switch um going through doors on top of a P switch and like stacking objects and stuff. Um, that I didn't know you could do like it depends on the version of Mario that you're using but like some versions of Mario like if you just like release the button it drops in front of you but other ones it'll like you know throw it a little bit further right the, yeah that's the kind of thing I'm interested in like uh, you know the devil's in the details yeah and like this is this new item and it's kind of like a Mario Maker exclusive kind of item I guess it's like you know the spiny shells the spiky shells like if you carry those and like hold down and release, like uh, Mario will put it on his head, and then it'll become like a helmet that you can destroy stuff with. Like that, it doesn't tell you how to do that anywhere in the instructions, but like you know, people have done levels based around that, and you really have to know how to put the helmet on. If you don't know how to do it, like these levels are impossible, right? And you know, this guy had like you know made levels designed how to teach you how to do that. So right. I appreciate that. Um, KG Inafune, you know that guy? Yeah, I do. He uh, sometimes makes games or pretends to make games for several years without releasing them. Right. Um, he made a Mario Maker level. Uh, a Polygon yeah, are doing it. it. 
Yeah, Polygon are doing this kind of video series of like, you know, uh, what do you call it, like video game producers, creators. And uh, yeah, I think I saw that link actually. <laughs> and most of the comments were like, uh, KG Nefene finally releases a game or something like that. <laughs> <When> <laughs> of course. Yeah, the usual trolley things you would expect. Yeah, I haven't actually played his level, but he called it like really hard. But like, I saw a video of someone playing it. It doesn't look hard at all. So, rip right. in peace. KG I mean, hard, hard is a relative thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the guy who made freaking Mega Man. It's like, uh, yeah, it doesn't look as hard as a Mega Man level. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, this is my. I guess this is my Mario Maker minute, uh, just to kind of save time. The other kind of interesting Mario Maker news was that uh, some schools in the U.S. are using Mario Maker to teach, like uh, you know, programming skills and like uh, design skills. And I thought that was pretty cool. Uh huh. Um, and the other one, like some people are complaining about Nintendo deleting levels. Have you heard about this? Like, no. Uh, like there was a famous, probably like. Um, one of those kind of speedrunner type people who'd created loads of like uh, what do you what do you call those? What's that type of Mario level that is just like impossibly hard? Kind of levels that you like to watch on Twitch. <laughs> uh, Kaizo is it Kaizo? Yeah, Mario? Kaizo. Kaizo. Yeah. So there's, there was a speedrunner who like made loads of Kaizo levels, and he woke up one day and all of his levels have been deleted. Huh. Um, and apparently it's like some algorithm that Nintendo are working with. Like if you don't have enough clears or stars after like a few months, then your, your level just gets deleted. Um, but they're not being very open of like how they do that or why they decide to do that. So it's kind of pissing a few people off. Yeah, that sounds not cool. Yeah. So I can understand, you know, like deleting the, you know, the, you know, my first level with like all in caps lock. And, and it's just right. like, you know... A Goomba and a and a pit, you know, that no one's played in like a year. Obviously, delete that shit. But like, right. um, you know, long levels that people have spent a long time making, and you know, even if they are impossibly hard, you know, there's a there's a certain group of people that like to play those levels, right? So, just because someone hasn't completed it or hasn't completed it that many times, doesn't mean you know you should just delete it, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Anyway, it doesn't affect my levels because <laughs> I <laughs> mine are not that impossibly hard, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my new business slash Mario Maker news. <laughs> cool. Let's move on. Yay. So we're moving to like regular news, I guess. Um, there's uh, going to be an update to Splatoon, um, like a maintenance update. I guess it's making way for the uh, the new weapons or the new weapon loadouts that are coming soon. Yay, more new content. Um, I, it's not like new new weapons. It's like the same weapons, but like they've shuffled around the sub weapons and specials. So it's kind of like 
they're trying to encourage people to use the weapons that they don't usually use, you know, like the weaker or so quote unquote weaker weapons, but give them like at a loadouts or whatever. We'll see that how that works out. Huh, um, okay. Like there's now like an ink brush that lets you use the Kraken, things like that. That's coming soon. Um, other news, I guess the biggest news is probably the Zelda Wii U rumors, which kind of came out. Like um, Emily Jones, I think we mentioned her on the podcast before. Um, you know, she's good with the the rumors and leaks and stuff. Right. Um, so there was a few interesting things. First thing was that um, it's also covered on Nintendo World Report, uh, by the way, under a, a rumor uh, article. So you can read all the details there. But basically, um, the rumors are that all the non-playable characters are going to talk, um, but Link will remain silent. Uh-huh. So the non- I don't really see any much difference in what it is now. I mean... The the NPCs they used to make like sounds, didn't they? Like, oh, or th- things like that, right? Uh, which Zelda game are we talking about here? Uh, I guess Wind Waker. Wind Waker had like hello and right, you know, like just one word things, right? Throw this pig into the sea. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't say that, right? Right. Yeah, they the, the guy who's like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you should. The flying, the guy who flies like the airship and on, like bicycle powered airship. Is that Wind Waker? Uh, you know, I've never played Wind, we- Wind Waker aside from like 15 seconds where I threw a pig into the sea. What? Oh, you yeah. don't like 3D Zelda's? That's right. Yeah. You, if you go and listen to those NPCs, they're so Japanese. Like, like now you know Japanese if you go back and like listen to those. You know, samples of the NPCs. You can just you tell you can just tell it's a Japanese person speaking English. Uh-huh. It's like hello, you know, like a Japanese person doing an impression of an American. Right. <laughs> you know that. That's like, always that's, precious. It's always precious. Um, the other rumors were that, uh, which is probably the biggest one, uh, is that you will be able to choose female or male Link. Um, yeah. Which has been long rumored anyway, hasn't it? Like the the initial video link looked kind of feminine, had the kind of long braids. Don't know if right. you remember that initial uh, initial teaser trailer for the Wii U one. Um, and then we had the you know the Linkle <laughs> character art, but then she just turned out to be a character in the Hyrule Warriors. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I did like a, a Twitter poll actually. I said like, how would you play Zelda? Like, uh, would you play Link uh, as a woman? Uh, like female or male and if you're female would you play as female or male and uh, most people seem to choose like the you know the gender that they are not and um, what about you Ty what if if you had the choice would you just keep it that that's a good question um well he's always been kind of like androgynous hasn't he he's not really like yeah you know, a, a muscular male he always looks very feminine doesn't he like yeah, well, uh, I I think it's always a very good thing, like uh, if possible, to be able to select the gender of your video game character. Sure. It, if it doesn't like you know somehow break the game, and I mean I very rarely would. It's a it's a good option to have. Well, somebody didn't somebody hack the NES uh, Zelda to like. Oh no! The, there was a there's like a, a there was like a super obscure version of Zelda. 
where you could play as a girl character, like the oh, original right. one in Japan. It was like, uh, was it the BD Satellite View? Yeah, it was one of those versions. It was like like a, a disc version or a Satellite View version or some oddball version where you could. But it was like a legit from Nintendo version of Legend of Zelda, where you could play as a girl character. Well, wasn't it one of the CDI Zeldas? Uh? <laughs> no, no, this it was the original one. I think I talked about it on this very podcast a couple of years ago. But additionally, I think one of the CDI Zeldas was like you played as Zelda. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, those are canon, of course. <laughs> those are canon, right? Of course. Of I'm course. so hungry, I could eat an Octorok. <laughs> Well, excuse me, Ty. <laughs> the no, no, like there was a dad, like whose like little girl said, like you know, I want to play as like Zelda. So he like hacked oh. the ROM. Oh yeah, I remember that too, which is pretty cool. And then more recently, I think I read this like last month. The there was another guy who hacked uh, Zelda Three: Link to the Past and just changed all the pronouns. Um, so it just said they instead of he or she. My pronouns. Yeah. So, because, yeah, like I said, you know, Link doesn't, you know, you could see it as either male or female. It's just, you know, the pronouns that they use. So instead of like a uh, little boy or something, you would just say little person or something like that. <laughs> it's yeah. a terrible example, but that's, that's what I mean anyway. Yeah. But now it's going to be official and it's going to, well, it may be anyway. That's the rumor anyway. And the other rumor was the kind of the obvious thing. It'll be on NX and uh, Wii U, like a like a Twilight Princess situation. Cool. Which kind of makes sense, you know, if the NX is supposed to come out this year, it'd make a good um, uh, launch game. Right. So, so do you pick a guy character or a girl character when you play a arbitrary video game? <laughs> when I've well, on, to be honest, I. Very, I don't actually recall any games where I had the choice. Like, I'm just trying to recall any game where I'd had the choice. Like, 16 bit era, 64 bit era. Uh, Were there any games (laughs) you could choose? I guess you don't play like a lot of Western RPGs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't play like Fallout or whatever. So, like, oh, you should look into it. GameCube. can't really think of anything really yeah. <laughs> i can't really think of any games where i had the choice right um but if i if i could you know like i would probably play as female link just because i could <laughs> because of something different yeah like at this point it's like a it's a novelty right you... yeah 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 like the also interesting is thing is would i be rescuing link or would i would it, would i still be rescuing zelda or maybe you can choose the who you rescue <laughs> oh man this is a whole can of worms right here yeah. so like if you're a female link rescuing princess zelda is she like your sister or is she still your love interest you know yeah. does it go the you know lesbian route or do they just you know just don't say anything about <laughs> her relationship status <laughs> right it's complicated uh, it's complicated <laughs> uh I, I wonder if they change a lot of a lot of things. So, do uh, incentivize uh, playing through the game twice? Yeah. yeah or exactly. would it just be like you know just a small thing? Would it just be a pronoun swap in the NPCs? Right. Uh, it's interesting to see how 
Nintendo ha- handles it. I mean, it hasn't really been a thing for a lot of Japanese video game companies, right? right. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you, you play a Japanese RPG, and most of the time, like, the characters are very set in stone. You play, a, like, a Western RPG, and, you know, it's uh, it's wide open, non-linear. Oh, I've just thought of a game, Splatoon. Uh, yeah, I play as a dude in Splatoon. Huh, okay. Yeah, that, that's a good example. That's also a, a good example of a very gender-equal game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, lots of dudes play as girls and vice versa. Okay. That game. Uh, did you ever play Resident Evil One and or Two? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, Jill Valentine, I guess. Yeah, you could you could choose from the outset, right? Was it yeah, Jill or Leon or uh, no. Chris. In Chris, Chris in Resident Evil yeah. One, it was Jill and Chris, and right. like the game was a lot different depending on which one you picked because they had different abilities, right? So, right. Like yeah, like Master of Unlocking. Yeah, like like Jill can play the piano, and she's in Delta Force, and she's like some sort of super genius at twenty three. And then like you get Chris, who's a fucking retard. He can only hold <laughs> six things. He can't play the piano. But he's got a lighter or something, right? Yeah, or something. I can't do anything, but I can chain smoke. Yeah, so I I mean, basically, it looks like Jill is easy mode, and Chris is hard mode. So. There, it does matter what gender you pick. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah, I'll be uh, interested to know how this pans out with uh, with uh, with Zelda. Yeah, new grounds, new grounds for uh, Nintendo. Um. Okay. Is that? Oh, Ty, I guess you got one more thing you wanted to mention uh, with news, Jap- Japanese related. Oh yeah, the uh, Ace Attorney anime, or Gyakuten uh, Saiban. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's anime now. What? And like, you don't even have to torrent it or hunt for subtitles. You can just watch it on Crunchyroll with subtitles. Uh, I think so. I, I'm probably just gonna torrent it because uh, I'm more used to that. <laughs> Does not compute. But no, I do believe there is subtitles. You can just go on Crunchyroll and watch watch the anime with subtitles for free. There's, I, I guess there's probably ads or whatever, but uh, they're putting the episodes up like one week after they broadcast. Cool. So, so check that out. Does it look good? Have you seen clips? Yeah, I've seen clips. Um, I actually saw an episode guide, and it it follows the game, but I think every few episodes they're gonna have a, an original story too. So uh, check that out. So some parts of game. Uh, related to the game and others not yeah it's like the, they'll do like a a couple a couple episodes that follow the game story and then they add like an in-between one unless the this thing i saw was bullshit but <laughs> i have n- no reason to believe it is okay <laughs> Okay, Ty, so we move on to some charty charts. What yeah, baby. Got? I'm disappointed to see that Splatoon just jumped out of uh, the top 10. It's at number 11. Rest so in peace. Take it, away, take it away from there, I guess. 
All right. So, uh, number 10, we got Winning Pusto 8, 2016. <laughs> so it's like two different numbers. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks confusing when it's all. <laughs> that's a horse racing game, right? Uh, I, I'm, that's what I imagine it to be. Of course it is. Yeah. Like, like it starts out with a winning. I'm like, oh, is this winning 11? Right. But then there's a whole different number. All right. Uh, number nine. What do we got? We got Hatsune Miku Project Diva X. Is that Never Cross? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good point, actually. Cross or X. One of the two. Perhaps we'll never know. But it's on the Vita. It's, it sells a lot. All right. And next we have... Uh, how do I read this kanji? It's Amsatsu Kyoshitsu, right? It's uh, Assassination Classroom. Assassination Classroom. For those not in the know, it's a popular manga that was made into a movie. And I think it's now animated, too. It's got a smiley face, tentacle teacher guy, and all the students try to kill him. Pretty good. <laughs> Based on reality. Yeah, and now it's a 3DS game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For your on-the-go classroom assassination. All oh, right. yeah, that, that would go down well in the West, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> assassination classroom. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> Hashtag Japan. Right. All right, number seven, we got Mario and Sonic at... Olympic. <laughs> Rio Olympic. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's on 3DS. And yeah. That's, still, that's been in there for a few weeks, right? I think we mentioned that previously. Yeah, doing pretty good. I, I like reading the, the Japanese version. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, yeah, we usually, get, Danny kindly always like gets all the English translations for us to read out and easily. But. I didn't do that, so we're just reading straight off the Japanese one. So it's all like it, it's so much more kanji now. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're reading a Japanese document to you. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we're live translation for you here. Yeah, and now so here in the plain Roman characters is Minecraft PlayStation Vita edition with a bargain price of two thousand five hundred yen. Not bad. Which it must mean it's a these are all physical releases, so that's like that's pretty right. cheap. This doesn't include digital sales, right? Right. That's an actual cartridge for $25. Uh, Well, it's on Vita, so it's a disc, right? (laughs) That's a PSP, man. Vita's like little little, um, cartridges. Not cartridges, but like little cards. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) I I literally have never played on a Vita. Yeah, well, yeah, outside of a, a store, I haven't. Yeah, like yeah, I'm sure I played a display one, but like, uh. that's probably expensive for a Minecraft game. But yeah, I, I think that's that might be it, what it is for like you know, like the Windows 10 or Xbox One versions, maybe. Yeah, I, think I can't Wii, remember if it yeah. was twenty or twenty-five bucks. Yeah, I think the, I think the Wii U one is around there as well. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, it sure is nice to have that on Wii U. I forgot about that. All right, next we got Pokken Tournament at number five. Yep, Cyrus is not here to uh, talk about that today. Thank yep. God. That's an expensive game. Yeah. I'm sure he paid a lot less because he got the European version. <laughs> Which, yeah. even after import duties, probably still costs less than it does in Japan. 
Yeah, these game prices are pretty astounding. Like they're usually not on our list, but right. now they are, and they're all like seven or eight thousand yen. Yeah, but these prices tend to fall fast too. That's a thing in Japan. I've said it once, I'll say it again. Japanese people don't mind paying lots of money for shit they don't need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need more video games. <laughs> All right. Number four, we got Dark Souls 3. This game oh, will you, put... you've, you've got to drop the S, Ty, because it's the Japanese title. Dark Soul. Oh, yeah. Dark <laughs> Soul 3. This game Soul will put you on your chest. So is this on PC as well? Yeah, and I think it's also on Xbox One. Oh, it is? Okay. Probably not in Japan, though, right? Uh, Well, there's no reason why. But, um, I don't... Well, they Maybe. often like just drop the Xbox version, right? When Like in these third-party games, like they just kind of just drop the Xbox One. <laughs> like, what's the point? Yeah, but... Um, I If, if the, they're all the same build, then I'm sure it exists, right? Yeah, like Final Fantasy 15, you know, I'd, I'd be surprised if that came out on the Expo in uh, in Japan. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's actually the cheaper way to do it nowadays, nowadays for developers is you just integrate all the languages into one build of the game and just let, let the system determine the language. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. So there you go. Uh, all right, where are we at? Number three, we got... Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 3. Right. Excuse me, 3. <laughs> so this is one where you like you're just capturing the monsters like right? it's like a Pokemon style game or something, right? I don't know. <laughs> but they're very popular anyway, and this is the third one. Um Terry's Wonderland, that always cracks me up that. I, I have no idea what that is, but like Dragon Quest Terry's Wonderland. It's like such a bizarre name. That's in this kind of ilk. Huh. But yeah, okay. super popular anyway. I think the second one was on like the original DS, so it's been a while since one of these games came out. Right. Uh, the last Dragon Quest game I played was the waggling one on the Wii. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. What was that called? I never played that. I think I played it in TGS. Yeah, that's where I played it many uh, years ago. Uh, oh, right. Was... You didn't have it. You just played it. Yeah. Right? I enjoyed it. it Is it called like... Dragon Quest Swords or something? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it, it was fun, though. It kind of reminded me of Punch-Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll have to do like one with like uh, PlayStation VR now. Yeah. Looking forward to that. <laughs> with, <laughs> Not really. With your move controller. Yeah. You still got those, right? Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I never bought a move controller. And and I never bought that weird camera thing that you can play the card game with. Oh, right, yeah. I successfully did. evaded that. The Eye of Judgment. Right. Is that, is that what's called? I, yeah, I believe that you nailed it. Two Square Enix games back-to-back here. Yeah, next we got Star Ocean 5. Subtitle, Integrity and Faithlessness. That's, that's a mouthful. Is that this is the we're looking at the original Japanese one here. So that means the subtitle is in English. That's kind of bizarre, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. It probably looks kind of cool on the package. Yeah, because I usually like you know Neo Gaff or someone someone on Neo Gaff like does like a rough translation of the titles into English. 
but this isn't what we're looking at. We're looking at the actual Japanese page here. So that is literally what it's called. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. It's like the main title is Katakana, and then the right. subtitle is Romaji, Roman characters. So the number one game, 3DS game, is Yokai Watch, but it's not a Yokai Watch traditional game. It's actually Yokai Sangokushi, which is um, the Yokai Watch and Romance of the Three Kingdoms crossover game. And yet it doesn't have a cross in the title. Right. So put your eyes back in your sockets. Um, yeah, it's weird because, you know, like, yokai is a Japanese word, right? So there's there's a kanji for that. So it looks really weird when it's like yokai and then, you know, these three kingdoms things, like just like a block of kanji, you know. It's kind of hard for kids to read, right? But on, yeah. the box, and on the box, it does have like hiragana, just like the simplified characters so kids could read it. Yeah, or but, you yeah. just look at it and you see other yokai characters on the box and you're like, oh. Yeah. Why are they all wearing like samurai helmets? It's like all that it's that game where I smash the buttons and hit all the guys. Cool. Right. That's weird. I mean they they did the Pokemon one, right? Pokemon Conquest. So it's not too unusual to have this crossover, but it is still weird. No, wait, I made a mistake, didn't I? Romance of the Three Character uh, the Three Kingdoms is not a button mashing game. I'm thinking of uh, Dynasty Warriors. Right, it's not that one, yeah. Right. So that sold 269,000 in... Is this is this a new entry? No, it's, it doesn't say a new entry. Maybe it's a new entry. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's a lot of now, copies. I think this is the <laughs> second week looking at the numbers, right? Possibly. But, you know, if you compare that to with the game, which isn't number 10, it only sold 8,000, and this sold 269,000. It's a, it's a big gap between number one and number 10. Yeah, it's a, it's a very top-heavy list here. Yeah. It drops off so quickly, isn't it? Like, the, the sales from, like, the top three to, like, the rest of them is, like, crazy. Right. So, as for hardware, um, so PS4 sold the most, uh, 30,000. The new 3DS LL, XL, sold 22,000. Uh-huh. Vita, amazingly, 17,000. Perhaps fueled by Minecraft. Good point. Uh, the Vita beat out the new 3DS, the regular size new 3DS, which only sold 5,000. Mm. Then the Wii U, rest in peace, uh, 3,000. And then the, just the plain old crappy, you know, ice cream sandwich 3DS sold 2,000. And then the PS3, 3DS LL, and the last... Of course, rounding up the, bringing up the rear, the X-Bone. 200 copies, 200 sales, which I guess is a good week <laughs> over X-Bone, right? Not, not really. I always thought the good weeks were like 500. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Cool. So that's your news and charts. So, yeah, we're just, I guess next we're going to go into our special feature. So stick around. Okay, so uh, we've been threatening this 
threatening? Is that a good a good word to use for a special feature? Absolutely. We've been, we've, this is a punishment. <laughs> we've been advertising this special feature for a while now. So this was a great letter we got from Anthony Dranfield um, a few weeks back now. We've been meaning to get to it, and we finally are today. I uh, hope Anthony doesn't mind us just the two of us tackling it. Um, but basically, Anthony sent us a massive email, uh, which we really appreciate. Uh, it started off like this. He said... A while ago, I remember the Famicrew did a feature on Famitsu and how over the years it has awarded many more 40 out of 40s than it used to. I enjoyed this feature and thought it would be interesting to take a look at Nintendo World Report's own list of 10s of the last 15 years, taken from Metacritic and the article they found on the website called 10 Years of Reviews. Yeah, we actually, the, this, the website actually did a, re, like a, a recap of all these reviews um, a few years back. Um, so he's using that, and uh, yeah, like you said, Metacritic. So yeah, Anthony, we uh, really appreciate the fact that you uh, compiled this list for us, <laughs> kind of <laughs> doing all the hard work for us. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, he said he, he continues that the reviews began in June two thousand one with Billy Berghammer giving Super Mario Advance. <laughs> that's a game mentioned quite recently, actually, on the podcast. He gave that a seven point five and has continued ever since with over 2,000 reviews. Uh, not, I don't think that's Billy's reviews alone. I think that means the site <laughs> in general. Uh, some right. games are reviewed multiple times, but any game given at least one 10 out of 10 final verdict is listed below. Right. Yeah, and he's uh, copy and pasted like all the games with a little sample of the review as well, like a nice little tagline, I guess. Right. This is a really good timing, I think, because there was just uh, recently that great interview between uh, Johnny Metz and Justin Nation talking about uh, the history of the review, review format on the site. Right. Yeah. And Ty, you got a mention in that podcast. I got a lot of mentions. <laughs> I'm kind uh, of a big deal. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't remember if it was Johnny or Justin said, like, I can't believe Ty Sugat is an actual human being or something along those lines. Yeah. A real person. <laughs> a real person. A real boy. Definitely is. Yeah. Justin really needs to listen to the, uh, the family cast then. You can yeah. find out you're a real person every couple of weeks. No, I'm a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Fake or real. <laughs> so, yeah. The first one we got here is Super Mario, sorry, Mario Kart Super Circuit on GBA. Confirmed good game. And the little tagline we got here is the best game available for the Game Boy Advance. Good night, sir. How many games were there on Game Boy Advance in 2001? I don't know, like, like 800 or something? I don't know. <laughs> Was it that many? So, not a good game? 10 out of 10? I don't know. Like, I actually never bought this game because uh, I, I really don't see the, the purpose in buying a portable Mario Kart. I'm a huge defender of this game because I love the Super Nintendo version and this is like a genuine sequel to that because um, it actually just starts you off with all the SNES tracks and then like the same again with new tracks and it's just like it's in I think it's probably aside from the SNES version it's the only like completely skill-based Mario Kart the, um, uh, I would say Mario Kart 64 is the most skill-based Mario Kart. What are you talking about? That was the first one to introduce rubber banding, and like, or not, not, not introduce it, but like to just do really bad rubber banding. Well, well who cares about the computer? And right? The, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess if you're just playing with friends, but like, 
you know, just like, yeah, the items were like unbalanced. I think like the blue shell and stuff and yeah, it wasn't that good in 64. This one, I totally disagree with your assessment. This one is like, it's perfection. Like it's the, the would most Would you give balanced. it a 10 out of 10? Yeah, I would personally. Okay. Definitely. I agree with this this the, this reviewer. We don't, oh, unfortunately, we don't have the reviewer names on this list. But yeah, mm, I mean... I, I seem to... Re- I, I remember a lot of these though. People, I, I want to say that say, one was Billy, but I'm not sure. People say it's a hard Mario Kart to go back to because you know the controls are floaty or, or stuff or something. But like, you really have to know once you nail the controls. I mean, once you wrap your head around the, the sliding, it is amazing, and you can just like go around a track without like touching the sides. Um, because like, what do you call it? The um, the power sliding mm-hmm. is completely skill based. There's no waggling. If you if you skid around a corner perfectly without touching any gravel, you get a boost. No other Mario Kart has done that. It's always been waggle, 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 or you know, wait five mm-hmm. seconds or whatever, all that kind of bullshit. Yeah, I love Super Circuit. I actually have the Japanese version, which is just called Mario Kart Advance. Right. Yep. Next up is Advance Wars, uh, also in two thousand one. The tagline, buy this game before I hunt you down and beat you. Mm, Good I, tagline. Yeah, I think uh, Zosha wrote this one. Zosha? Yeah. If oh, I remember, right. I may be totally wrong. Oh, you're just trying to recall? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, because like I was very active on, on the site at this time, and I know all these people, and I probably read most of these reviews when they were new. Yeah, I and like Advance Wars. I, I think this is the only one I've actually played. Um, I know there was a sequel. I didn't. I didn't play that. There were several sequels. I I played all the the portable Advance Wars games uh, thoroughly. Games. Ten out of ten. Um, it's really good. I wouldn't give it ten out of ten, but it's really good. I well, might in, give Advance Wars yeah. two ten out of ten, maybe. I mean, I guess a lot of these are in hindsight, aren't they? Because like you know, games have moved on since then. But like, I guess should we evaluate them as like? At the time, would we would we have given them a ten out of ten, or would we now still give them a ten out of ten? I guess it's a different different mm. way of looking at it, right? Yeah, uh, I usually I usually don't change my scores <laughs> in hindsight much because yeah. you know I'm right all the time. <laughs> like my yeah. my gut on this one is that it's really good, but not ten out of ten. Maybe like eight or nine, but like. Yeah, it's not something I would contest really, really severely or anything. Yeah, I'm kind of with you actually. I don't usually change my mind that much. Yeah, I um, mean, over the years, like, yeah, if it's a good, it's a good game. It's a good game forever. Yeah, I, I think on a con, on pretty much any given console, uh, I think there are maybe like five ten out of ten games. That's my gut feeling, and I don't think Advance Wars One is quite there. Advance Wars 2, maybe. Um, cool. Um, next one, I, th- I don't think anyone's going to disagree with this one. Super Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah, um, legendary game. Or I had the Japanese version, so it was called Smash Brothers DX. Right. Um, so the, the, the quote here is, this sound reminds me of when I first discovered girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. Should we just move on? Can't really argue yeah. with that one, can maybe, we? <laughs> maybe make a note that like this game has not gotten worse with age. If anything, it's gotten better. 
Yeah. Well, yes, a certain group of people will definitely agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. I think this. Yeah, this. If you go by pure hours, this was by far most people's most played game on the GameCube. Yeah, I remember. Uh, the game will give you a notice, like after you play like four thousand nine hundred ninety-five games. That oh, okay, not you, the two hundred hours thing. Okay. Yeah, it lets you know when you've paid about one penny per m- match if you bought it at the retail price. <laughs> that was a fun day. Yeah, I got yeah, not achievements, but I got all the uh, whatever they're called in that game. Every every trophy, every everything in that game. Right. Uh, next one. Could be controversial. Um, Super mm. Mario Sunshine uh, in yeah. 2002 now. The truest Mario platformer since Mario Brothers 3 on the NES. Mm. Um, I think I'm, Billy wrote this one, maybe. I, yeah. I think this game had a lot of reviews up for it. I mean, this was huge on the site, wasn't it? Because like, there, there were lots of kind of memes. Before memes were memes, yeah. like, you know, like the Shine Get thing was big on the site back then, wasn't it? Yeah. And if I remember, uh, uh, Billy actually bought copies for everyone on staff. Yeah, he, went to, he staff. went to Japan, right? Yeah, we all got Japanese copies of the game. It was very generous of him. That's awesome. But so I, I think yeah. he's the, the world's biggest fan of this game. Okay, well, I, I'm qualified to say this because I got 120 stars in this game, right? Right. I this I think this is by far the worst 3D Mario game. <laughs> um, and there are many things that I don't like about it. Um, okay. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it's not a 10 out of 10 for me at all. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm inclined to agree with you. Like, I, I didn't actually get everything in the game. I just kind of lost interest in it at some point. Yeah, this was back in... You know, I was like at college or whatever, and I had like too much time on my hands. So there's lots of games where I just like see uh, what's the Mario Kart on GameCube called? Uh, Double Dash. That, that's another game where it's like I did everything in it despite not liking it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I just got enough time so I can, you know, just because I can, I do. Um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, there's some, there's, there's some great moments in Sunshine, but yeah. Uh, next one is uh, Link to the Past, but not the original one. This is the GBA uh, remake with the Four Swords thing. Um, the quote there is a flawless masterpiece. You know, uh, rating a, a re release of a game yeah. is tricky business. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, I, I was about to say that. Yeah. I mean, like, Zelda Link to the Past just by itself? Sure, that's a 10 out of 10 game. In, I, I never like I played Four Swords by itself. I think uh, as an E3 demo and had fun, but like I never bought this game. But yeah, I, I wouldn't buy a a, a GBA remake. <laughs> I'm buying. I like that game enough. Well, so, I, I've talked about the we've talked about the Mario Advance games, like maybe on the last podcast, right? Like I just don't like how they mess with these uh, classics and squeeze to squeeze them onto the GBA like sound wise graphic wise just doesn't doesn't fit either I don't think maybe nah. I don't know I, I would let this one rock though for 10 out of 10 maybe even this GBA thing yeah I mean I like to play old games on my GBA what of it okay next one I hope no one's going to disagree with this one uh, Metroid Prime 
Uh, Metroid Prime sucks. Okay, we are going to disagree then. Someone at Retro is a true true visionary. Yeah, this is one of my favorite games of all time. So (laughs) 10 out of 10 is a given. I didn't like it. Well, you're wrong, but... Whatever. Good to know. Yeah, which which makes the second one such a letdown. Mm, what was different between the second one and the first one? Because I just gave up on the series after the first one. The second one was just kind of like incoherent. Like um, they tried to do the light and dark world thing. Um, okay. And like you lost energy every second you're in the, the dark world. So it's kind of like it just made it a miserable experience. Oh, uh, I like torture, so I might like that game more. But the maps, like they also, like the light and dark world maps, were kind of laid on top of each other, and it. But it just, oh, it was just too convoluted, too confusing. Um, I mean, I I got pretty good at the map with the, the original Metroid Prime. Some people never got their head around it. I I I liked it, but like when you're playing Metroid Prime Two, it's just like, oh god. <laughs> you know, like there, was, when I, there wasn't as much um what do you call it like uh unique there was one as many unique areas it felt very samey that was another thing like you couldn't say that about the first one like every room was completely unique that was one of their kind of guiding principles for that game mm-hmm. but um for the second one you seemed to lose it right well let me tell you about my experience in metroid prime I started playing it and I really liked it. Everything about the game is great. It's fun to explore. It's got cool boss battles and stuff. Yep. And then I get to the, the part where I have to backtrack and get all the things I didn't pick up. <laughs> and I just like, you know, I turn the game off, put it back in this case, never played it again. Really? I don't think, didn't think the first one was that bad for that. Like the second one, like you have to find these keys and that's like one of the most annoying parts of that game. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty bad. Like it's like, okay, I'm done with this game. Okay. And uh, next one, well, actually, no, we've already talked about this, and so yeah. I, know your, I know your response. Uh, the Wind Waker, 10 out of 10, destined to be the best game of the year on any platform. No. Yeah, I love Wind Waker. I don't know if it's my favorite 3D Zelda, but I actually have trouble separating. I mean, not that I don't know the differences, but I mean, I have trouble ranking Zeldas because yeah. like, I like all of them in their own time in their own way so it's kind of hard but i love wing wick anyway yeah. it's a great no, game. 2003 had some pretty amazing games that weren't zelda so yeah i have to strongly disagree with this okay i know you're not going to disagree with the next one though ah, uh, we'll see we'll see i'm full of surprises f-zero gx clearly the best f-zero in the series and one of the best games on the gamecube overall um it's a really good game. I don't know if I'd call it the best in the series due to, uh, you know, bugs and things. <laughs> like, okay. So, do you know how the game is played at the highest level? Uh, smashing LNR back and forth? Oh, furiously. <laughs> yeah, that kind of breaks it, doesn't it? Yeah. It, you start to like, take off at one point, don't you? Yeah, like, at a certain point, the game is just broken, but everything else about the game is really good. I give it like you know a nine. Yeah, you can you can slap me on script quotes, but the um the the story mode is too hard. I I just think it's it's unbalancedly hard. <laughs> Get good. 
Now you were already on scrub close for your remarks about Mario Kart 64. <laughs> right. But if you want to, you know, keep digging that grave, that's fine. The rubber banding. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I, I completed Mario Kart 64. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I beat the computer. Yeah, I beat the computer. You didn't play hundreds of thousands of matches. <laughs> oh, I, ha- I have to beat you. To be but you, to be very you. high stakes. Yeah, that's true. What have we got next? Ooh, next one. I like this one. Next one. Um, Soul Calibur 2. The absolute best fighting game on GameCube. Oh, man. Well, that's not really saying much, is it? <laughs> uh, actually, it's saying a lot. Uh, I would say it's maybe the second or third best fighting game on GameCube, but it's still 10 out of 10. Actually, is this reviewer like discounting Melee? Uh, if I remember, this reviewer is Rick Powers, who is uh, absolutely terrible at video games, and <laughs> his words mean nothing to me. Okay, but he's right. It, it's it's it is a ten out of ten game, and I've spent zillions of hours playing this. Did you get the GameCube one? No, Xbox. Oh, Xbox original. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I mostly played it. Well, well, actually, I mostly played it in the arcade. Oh, okay. I was going to say that there was Spawn was the character in the Xbox, yeah. wasn't it? Well, me and my friends, we, we didn't even play the, the console characters, right? We were all about the arcade one. Okay. And we had tournaments in our arcade. Like, this is a very OG kind of scene. And we played the game furiously. The console version was so good, though. Like, you had all those, you know, story modes things and missions and stuff. That was so a lot of fun yeah. to do. More like bullshit you have to do to unlock all the characters, if you ask me. Lizard Man. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I love this game. It's really, really good. Um, good. I, I was not good at it in any way whatsoever. And I could never get the, uh, the the block timings or whatever, the parries down. <laughs> I could well, never get those. you're ones. bad at video games. Yeah, 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 definitely. And definitely bad at fighting games. But yeah, still, despite that, despite not being good at it, I did yeah. like it a lot. Yeah, so this is one I agree with. 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, next one. Um, up to now, I think I played everything. But this one I haven't. Um, Me neither. <laughs> Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Uh, an absolute must-own for any serious gamer. Was I think that I, the yeah. third one? No, this is the first one. The first one? Yeah. Okay. Well, the first, yeah, 3D one. No, no, not even the first 3D one because there was Prince of Persia 3D, wasn't there? Right. But, there, well, there's a there was a trilogy. Yeah, this is the first of that trilogy. Yeah. Right, and like the second one was all weird and edgy, yeah. and then like the third one, like tied them together super well somehow. So you didn't play this first one? I didn't play any of them, but okay. Yeah, this one always looked one looked really interesting, and I kind of wish I had played it because it looks like my kind of game. But anyway. Take your word for it. Take this person's word for it. Uh, next one is Minish Cap on the GBA. 2005 now. Minish Cap is a miniature masterpiece. Whatever. I never played it. I played about 20% of it and gave up. Um, I don't know why. What? I, think I just did lost my interest after a while. Not interesting enough? I guess. Okay. Yeah. I might go back to it one day. And uh, next one definitely deserves to be on Resident Evil 4, uh, the best looking console game of all time. <laughs> <In> <laughs> a bold statement. 
<laughs> in 2005. <laughs> yeah, it was probably the best Wii game as well. <laughs> best looking Wii game because <laughs> the, the Wii version. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, I freaking love Resident Evil 4. And I think I mentioned the one in one episode of the Famicast that it's one of the games, very, very rare games that I replay because uh, it's a very replayable game. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, re- I think I've replayed this game like on many different platforms as well. Right. I actually think the, the Wii version is the best because it actually works well with that goofball controller. Yeah, but this is the GameCube one but we're looking at here, 10 out of 10. Yeah. I is it a 10 out of 10 game? Definitely, for me, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've got to go with probably. Um, I remember like just before the smartphones came out, just before the first iPhone came out, um, there was a version of this on a on a Japanese flip phone. <laughs> like, yeah. oh man, I played Ridge Racer on my Japanese flip phone. Yeah, or maybe maybe it came out like just after the iPhone. I think the iPhone was around two thousand five, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But anyway, like there was like a three D version on a flip phone. Somehow they managed to make that work with buttons, like num like a keypad buttons. Crazy. Um, next, uh, another Mario Kart game. Mario Kart DS, um, the best Mario Kart, the best game in the Mario Kart series. <laughs> Again, Wait, what, wasn't that like the exact same line from <laughs> the uh, no. Super Circuit? Yeah, not quite, but yeah. No, the last but... one was the best game available for Game Boy Advance. Good okay, night. well, I don't buy or play portable Mario Karts, so whatever. I've got to disagree. This is a really good one, and you can get you can play as Rob. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, it's, I think this is the one that introduced. Well, definitely introduced online play, and also introduced like you know customizing your carts and stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, a lot of good stuff, and the mission mode, which they sadly dropped in later ones. Um, the what mode? Mission mode. The what mode? <laughs> Listen, I I know you like to play against the computer or whatever, but I don't think. That's the way Mario Kart is meant to be played. Well, you could play it online and uh, play against people who spam the, uh, do the, uh, what do you call it? The sliding. The snaking, yes. Yeah, well, get actually, good, kid. Yeah, that's what, that's what I, I actually wondered what your opinion on snaking would be. Because part of me thinks, well, yeah, if anyone can snake, isn't that fair? Well, yeah, I mean... Let's see. <laughs> I have a tidy explanation for how to look at this. Um, it's not like it's a cheat terrible. code. It's a fucking terrible hoop you have to jump through that's, you know, not fun. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, if you want to play and win, you have to do it and not cry about it. But, you know, it, it, was, um... it would be better if they just took it out entirely because... It's at, at, there's a point where it's not a smart, clever, or skillful thing you have to do. It's just a chore you have to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. The, the I think the most egregious example was the Dry Bones character. He had this um, cart which looked like a tank, right? And it had like an additional boost. Like when you did the power slide, the boost actually went further than a regular boost with the other carts. Right. So if you had that guy and spammed with that one, it was like, yeah, you kind of had to choose that guy to win kind of thing. 
Um, so we're almost near the end here. We've got a few more. Oh, no, we've got quite a few more, actually. We might have to speed up here, Ty. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not going to get through it. Um, <laughs> Mario, Tennis, Mario Tennis Power Tour, GBA. It, didn't somethingawful.com make fun of the site for this one? Possibly. I think they did a retroactive on this recently on RFN. Right. This could have been Lindemann, actually. I probably. <laughs> I don't Next know. one is yours, Ty. This is your game. Yeah. We've talked about this in the past. Naruto Gekito Ninja Tyson. Uh, Ninja Tyson 4, actually. That's important. The best game on GameCube, and I'll stand by that. End quote. Yay. And 10 years later, I'm still absolutely correct and accurate. This is the best game on GameCube. Jesus. Better than Melee. Yes. Better than... You're supposed to say yes before I can say any game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I've talked about it on this podcast a couple times. Yeah. We actually ran it in a tournament as recently as, I guess, last year. Uh, the the CEO anime tournament or whatever it was. Anyway, it's a really good game for player fighting. Uh, and, and this version never came out in the US. So uh, mod your GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard. Yeah. Or, I mean, you could just play it on your Wii. I assume you've, uh, <laughs> yeah, you've yeah, uh, there's, there's modified an app, it. There's an app on your Wii that lets you play region 3. Yeah, as long as you have the, the Wii that has the four controller ports for GameCube on it. Right. right. That'll yeah, do. The later one's done, right? Yeah. Well, I've never played it, but I'll take your word for it. Right. I, don't, I, I doubt it'll be the best game on GameCube. It's the best game on GameCube. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, these are all 10 out of 10s, by the way. Yeah, and we're like reevaluating them. Yeah, in case That's people have forgotten what this feature is about. Yeah, uh, next one. Well, what do you know? I agree with myself. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Uh, next one is Twilight Princess. Uh, Zelda sucks. Game. Let's go. <laughs> the The quote is kind of interesting. I love Wind Waker as much as anyone, but it's hard to deny that this game, for all its greatness, feels like something different from a true Zelda game. No true Scotsman. Um. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, people looking back, I think people consider Wind Waker to be the better game. But um, Twilight Princess, good game. And both have been remade in HD on the Wii U. So you can find out for yourself. Uh -huh. uh, next, Elite Beat Agents. Good game. Oh yeah, probably, maybe. Um, like I also played Oenden and Oenden too. Yeah. I would give Oenden like a ten out of ten. Uh, and I would give no. like Elite Beat Agents a nine. Oh my god, get off this podcast. Whatever. Are you some kind of weeaboo J-pop fan? No, but well, you know how, how can how can bad music make a game better? It's great music. And also, like, uh, I felt like the, the little stories they had in the songs were much more riveting in Oenden than they were in Elite Beat Agents. Yeah, but if it's surrounded by awful music, then that doesn't really make it fun, does it? No, I, I think they were really great songs. I think they were good choices. David Bowie or some J-pop bullshit. Get your shit together, Ty. Damn it. <laughs> uh, next one... I don't think there'll be any uh, arguments here. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy, the first one. I'll take your word for it. What? You haven't played Galaxy? Uh, no, I I mean, that Jesus that's Christ. about the year where I gave up playing Nintendo games, pretty much. 
Man, you've got a lot of games to catch up on. <laughs> Galaxy's like one of the best 3D platformers ever. Yeah, I know. I'll probably get around to playing it. And the second one is even is equally good. Which so is I quite, hear. quite a feat. Um, next one I own but have not completed. Okami. Really? Huh. Okami. I, I heard Okami is the best Zelda game. <laughs> I think it's the longest Zelda game. Don't know about the best. But yeah, uh, it's definitely beautiful. And they apparently the Wii, the Wii... We're on to Wii now, right? Yeah, this uh, the Wii controls are uh, quite good. You can paint the thing with a thing. Oh, yeah. These are in chronological order. Yeah, it's good so stuff. So from here on out, I'm going to do a lot of complaining about how games these days are no good. <laughs> yes, I take that back. I played actually played a lot of stuff in here on Anthony other platforms. <laughs> yes. Uh, next is uh, the first downloadable game. Oh, yeah. Sign of the Times. World of Goo on Wii. That was uh, the first good WiiWare game, I think. Yeah, I played through this game on the PC, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm. I only played the demo of this, and yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, I don't think it, it's like 10 out of 10, but it's really good, and the soundtrack is 10 out of 10. Yeah, maybe this was just the fact that it was like, holy shit, there's a game you can download to your Wii, and it's really, really good. Yeah, um... Yeah, like I wouldn't tell somebody that it gave a ten out of ten. They're wrong. It, it's is this, this is getting to the generation of downloadable games that are kind of short and sweet. So it's kind of hard to evaluate them. I think uh, at least on the same terms that we uh, review like these major retail releases. Right. But soon like, a- I would easily recommend this game to anybody, though. Soon after this game came out, Meat Boy was announced to be on Wii, right? <laughs> That yeah, last. if it wasn't already, yeah. Um, next is Punch Out! Double exclamation points on the Wii. This is quite simply the pinnacle of Punch Out. I don't know, man. We have no no opinions on that. The music's really good. I've never played it, but the music's really, really good. Yeah, I know. I uh, love the uh, TV ad for that as well. <laughs> uh, next is uh, kind of a retread here, Metroid Prime Trilogy. Which is now available, now available for download on Wii U, uh, which I downloaded for a ridiculously cheap price. Yeah, that was a big deal. It was like nine squids or something. But um, mm-hmm. this is now like a super rare Wii game, isn't it? Like uh, they stopped printing them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I could easily see this being a 10 out of 10 because you're getting like three games for like the price of one and they're all really good. So A bargain. Bargain. Um, Kind of like the orange box, right? It's like just yeah, or the Mega Man collection, except for the fact they got the buttons switched around, <laughs> ruining it. Um, so yeah, next is uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Now this is an odd one. This kind of stands out to me, but yeah, this is like the 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 first console New Super Mario Brothers game. Now I I really like this, but like ten out of ten, no, maybe not. <laughs> Yeah. You you stop playing games at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I'd given up and gone to model railroading. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Uh, next is Mega Man Ten. Huh. You got to give Mega Man a ten, a ten. Not just because I gave Mega Man Nine a nine. That's the quote from the review. Well, I, I played uh, Mega Man Nine and Ten on Xbox. Both of them a pretty decent amount. 
I would give Mega Man nine a ten, mm-hmm. but ten I don't think I'd give ten a ten. Okay. Maybe okay. like an eight or nine. I, I thought this ten. I thought nine was much better for nebulous reasons that I can't quite pin down. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I think the characters and levels are more interesting in nine. Mostly. Too hard. Get good. <laughs> man, I got all the achievements in Mega, in Mega Man Nine, like the one like the really annoying achievements where you don't kill any enemies. Okay. I love the the uh, And I loved every minute of it. I love how these games are back to back. Mega Man ten and then still the next game is Keb- <laughs> Kirby's Epic Yarn, a game Fuck where you that. can't die. <laughs> Fucking yarn games. A game where you literally can't die from a game where you die every five seconds. Um, but yeah, I've, I, I actually have this game. I've never actually completed it. Um, I don't know why. Maybe because it's I, not I good. Lo- it, I remember it being adorable. Um, I think I just lost interest, I think. the, the Maybe the collector's on element of it kind of. No. And the fact that you can't die. Yeah. <laughs> like... like... You know, as time goes on, as we're looking at this at this timeline here, like these games are getting easier and easier, and I think that makes them really unengaging. Yeah, um, and I mean, I, I, it's not not just my smug get good coming out here, but you know, it, a game by by definition is like a challenge, right? Right. <laughs> but you know, when it becomes too easy, it's just like a chore it's just a thing you shamble through and it's well it hurts the game i do appreciate you know like some elements of nintendo's game design where they they let you play through a level in one style like a like a beginner would play through it just to get to the end quite easily but then you can play through the same level and have to like find all the secrets and it's much much harder and you have to do more difficult things i think that's good game design but like with this one it was like it's just all kind of easy and all just kind of like babyfied, but it does look really, really nice. I'd give the visuals 10 out of 10, definitely. <laughs> um, anyway, next up, we've got yet another Zelda game, uh, Skyward Sword. Um, I know for a fact Danny has barely played it and you probably haven't played it at all, uh, but I completed it and I liked it. Cool. um is it a 10 out of 10 i think at the time of playing it i was like really into it and i was like wow this is amazing and the the kind of the waggle controls are actually really good compared to the just the the thrashing that you had to do in this twilight princess this was actually like accurate sword swinging which was cool but like i think upon contemplation it's probably not a 10 out of 10 for me but uh, it is still a good game. I I'll take your word for it. Did enjoy it. Uh, next one is this. Kind of sounds like a U game tie. Yeah. Uh, Bitroot presents Runner Two: Future, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. Hmm. It's apparently really hard, which is why I thought you would like it. Maybe. I wonder who wrote this review. Yes. Because uh, 2013 we're up to now, by the way. So I, I think I have one or a couple of bit trip games in my <laughs> mountain of Steam games here. How long uh, have they released them on Steam after Wii, right? Because they were Wii exclusives for a while. 
and then they they went elsewhere, right? Yeah, let's see. I have Bittrip Beat and Bittrip Runner. I, I'm pretty sure these came out of Humble Bundles, but I've never gotten around to playing them. But, okay. Uh, I'll probably give them another look based on maybe somebody liking one of the other ones, maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay, now we're going a bit Groundhog Day because uh, we've got to Wind Waker again. This is the HD rem remake. <laughs> <laughs> So Ty, this comment is for you. If you've never played Wind Waker before, Ty Shugat, drop everything and play this game. No thanks. Okay. And uh, next is a game which I may get around to talking about one day on this podcast. Dusex Human Revolution Director's Cut on Wii U. Um, which was a Wii U exclusive, but then ended up being on everything straight afterwards. <laughs> ah. And this is kind of like the the fixed version of uh, the Human Revolution. Looks really cool, and I'm excited about playing it. Yeah, this game has some pretty serious fans. Yeah, I've, I've never actually played Deuce X, but one day, one day. We're almost at the end here. Last two games. Here we go. 10 out of 10. Uh, Mario 3D World on Wii U. Um, I've talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I love it. 10 out of 10? Maybe, maybe nine five. I don't know. Yeah, I love yeah. this game. Yeah. It's it's really hard giving a game a ten. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, it feels like when you give something a ten, it's like you're saying like this is like an unbeatable masterpiece. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty bold <laughs> commitment. And you know, looking back at this list, you know, sometimes it was the right call, sometimes it wasn't. Um. Why not? It's got it's got some freaking amazing music, and it's it is it is a hard game, by the way, Ty. This this ain't your granddaddy's Mario. 3D World's got some uh, good challenge to it. And the last game, most recent game, is Shovel Knight, hey. uh, which was a Wii U exclusive for the longest time, but now is on everything. Yep. Um. So here's a comment. The bosses pack more character development into a few lines of dialogue and carefully animated motions than most video game characters do during an entire game. End quote. I don't think character development <laughs> is the most important part of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, it's a really good game. If not a 10, darn close to it. It is definitely a good game. And one of the few games that both of us have played on this list. I... Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, uh, Anthony's added a little bit of a bonus letter at the end here. It says, so, uh, do you think there are any glaring omissions? Any mm. opinions that you ve vehemently disagree with? Does JC stand by giving Donkey Kong 64 a 7 out of 10? <laughs> I forgot I did that. And Tai, does Tai stand by Naruto 4? Yes. Well, of course, yeah. We've already, he's already said that. Glaring do I, omissions. Do mm. I stand by giving... Donkey Kong 64 or 7? Yes, I do. <laughs> that game hasn't aged well. Um, glaring emissions? Uh, Let me think. Like, like I would have chosen No End Done over Elite Beat Agents. Yeah. But, you know, fundamentally, they're kind of the same. Um, no, I agree with this list. There's, there's nothing that's, like, offensive on this list. Like, I think there are some things that are offensive, maybe. <laughs> Uh, did you ever play Astro Boy on Game Boy Advance? No. I've heard about it, though. 
Yeah, I, I would say that's one of the best Game Boy Advance games. Maybe give that one a 10 out of 10. Cool. I think Super Mario Brothers Wii uh, is probably not offensive, but like the closest to where I'm like, oh, that shouldn't be on there. Mm-hmm. Like that really shouldn't be on there. <laughs> um, but everything else is like, yeah, I could, I could or maybe Kirby's Epic Yarn as well. Um, I would take those 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 two off. But um, any omissions? I'm just trying to think. Like uh, maybe the, the, I would give like Ace Attorney and Layton. Ten. This, this is from GBA onwards, right? So yeah, GBA, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, right? Yeah, D- and DS. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, it's a good list. Yeah, agree with it. Yeah, like, WorldReport.com. Yeah. Check it out. Like I, I would add Leighton and Ace Attorney for sure. You know, you know, like that they're practically visual novels almost, but so you, you're not playing them so much, if you know what I mean. Right. Like, like they're not like a typical video game, so it's hard to give them ten out of ten. But I think I like say top five games on each system. I, I would definitely put Leighton and Phoenix Wright in the uh, top five on ds cool so I, I think that that's a glaring omission um i would put galaxy 2 on as well as galaxy because mm. i think they're both equally good okay um but apart from that um i think it's a good list um it's a, it's it's this kind of it's telling that there are so few um third party games on this list because you know this is a Nintendo list, <laughs> you know yeah. Nintendo website. One, I, uh, one more game I was gonna say is I would put maybe put Metal Gear Solid Three on there since it came out on DS, and I think that's one of the best games ever made. But I don't know if the DS version is as good. Three DS, right? Yeah, Three DS. That's right. Is as good as like uh, you know the PlayStation and Xbox versions. I don't know, maybe, but you know, fundamentally, it's a ten out of ten game. As a great um, kind of bookend to this uh, feature, um, Anthony's actually added the one out of tens <laughs> on NWR, which is always fun. Oh boy! Um, I think in Justin Nation's interview, they actually talked about you know g- giving games a one, right? And, right. It's uh, a it's an interesting proposition to be sure. Yeah. So NWR has given games a one. Um, uh, Chronicles of Vampires: The Awakening on DS. Um, I think always the fun part of like these bad reviews is like just reading the reviews because you know it often brings out a lot of humor <laughs> when people review shit games. If you spend money on this game, you deserve what's coming to you. How could a benevolent benevolent god allow such a game to be developed, published, and released to an unsuspecting public? These are questions for our society's philosophers. You and me, we could just p- pretend this game doesn't exist. So yeah, that's Chronicles of Vampires. Ty, why do you read uh, Cake Ninja Two? <laughs> Cake Ninja Two <laughs> sounds like your kind of game. Who wrote this? Jeff Shirley, maybe. Cake Ninja Two is a masterpiece. Never in my life have I seen such an egregious and obvious effort to duplicate a successful game while still managing to get it all wrong. I imagine the pitch meeting includes some someone nonchalantly suggesting. Replace dicing fruit with dicing cake, and I think they can't sue us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, so is this fruit ninja? Oh, but with cakes. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that was on the DS, 2012. Now we're moving ahead to a Wii U game, Family Party, colon, 30 Great Games Obstacle Arcade. That sentence doesn't make sense. I wish I was dead. <laughs> Multiplayer is supported in each game for up to four players, and it works the same as playing solo, with the only real difference being that there are now multiple people sharing in your misery. Man, like even just reading these is torture. Yep. Let alone playing them. I think the next one is right up your alley, Ty. <laughs> you probably own it. Smurfs too, yeah. Best game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more than glorified flash games. The game gets boring quickly and offers very little reason to play past the first couple minutes. Flash games on EDS. Cool. Next one is not it's not the sequel to Zack and Wiki, but it's called Flappen Zegeta. Um, <laughs> the game nobody asked for. Pros, nothing. Cons, everything. Damn. That's always a good way to review a game. I Wait, didn't what... Elf Bowling come out on DS? Why didn't, that, why didn't that get out of 1 out of 10? And that's, one. that's literally a Flash game. Maybe it got 1.5. Ooh. And last one, this <laughs> is a, I know this is a Dan Koopman joint. Uh, Ty, you want to get the last one there? Oh, yeah, tested with robots. Wii U 2014. <laughs> MS Paint esque presentation. The game takes forever to load. An unplayable mess. Brilliant. Yeah. Actually, I remember trolling Dan on Twitter with this because he was asking for like um, favorite games on Wii U, and I said, test it with robots because I knew that he reviewed it. <laughs> Damn. Yep. Rip in peace. So there you go. That was the. Uh, the top 10 tens no not a top 10 the several tens and the few ones of nwr over the past 15 years right as coordinated by anthony dranfield thank you very much for that yeah so yeah that'll be uh the end of the show so after this musical break we're gonna say goodbye Okay, so that's it for uh, Famicast 77. Um, should we get out, give out our Twitter handles, I guess? Oh, yeah. Um, did we get any tweets? Let me just check the old uh, Famicast uh, mentions. Uh, Russ Greeno is asking about uh, Mitomo, how many friends he should get. Um, as many as you can, Russ. As many as you can. Uh, Luca saying he's going to try his best at trolling us all on Mitomo. But he's not very good at it. Uh, get good, I guess. Um, I give you some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got? I asked like how the Famica should be re- represented in Mitomo form, and somebody suggested uh, over-the-top Gaijin superhero parody, and uh, Jonathan Metz suggested Onsen Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Don't know what that means, but yeah. Good, good suggestions. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to end up doing that, but uh, I thought it would be quite funny to have the Famicast on uh, Mitomo. There's another tweet here. Um, so, Ty, Danny was tweeting at you. He said, uh, hey, Supercat Drags, it's happening. I believe you talked about it on the Famicast. Um, Melty Blood 
what is this? Do you know what he's talking about here? Yeah, Melty Blood is a game. I think it was on Fake or Real. Oh, okay, that's why. Right. So yeah, it turns out your fake. No, wait. Fake game turned out to be real. No. Uh, it's a it's a it's a game with an implausible backstory, but it it is made real nonetheless. <laughs> it's it's like a spin off of a visual novel, but it's been decently big in arcades for many many years. Cool. Low low resolutions and smooth animation. Okay, now I've got the uh, Mitomo loaded up here. So on Mitomo, I asked a question. Uh, I think the question was something like, what do you like it what your friends do or something like that? And I said, I like it when friends ask questions to be read out on the Famicast. Nice. <laughs> anyway, the first guy, Roto13, said this. What's a Famicast? What's a Famicast? Ty, what's a Famicast? <laughs> uh a miserable pile of secrets. <laughs> uh, next is uh, from Nick Mitch. How popular do you think Mitomo will get? And what features are missing? How popular do you think Mitomo will get? And what features are missing? Um, how popular? Probably not very. <laughs> um, it's already kind of feels like it's dying off. And what features are missing? Um, Probably things like being able to design design your room and like furniture in your room and stuff like that, or actual games to play in it. <laughs> Does it let you put text over your ridiculous screenshots? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you can add. Oh, that's a good text. feature then. Yeah, uh, this is from Zach. I believe this is Zach Miller actually. Why does my wife eat my mac and cheese? He said, "Why does my wife eat my mac and cheese?" Because it's so good. You should be proud. Yep. <laughs> Assuming you've made it. If not, well, make more. There you go, Zach. And the last question is from Russ, which I'm assuming is Russ Greeno. Here we go. What upgrade does Mitomo need to keep people playing with it? I've already seen a drop off in usage. Yeah. So Russ said, what upgrade does Mitomo need to keep people playing with it? He's already seen a drop off in usage. Yeah, that's kind of what I've already said. Um, yeah, like I said, I've already said it. More games, more things to do, and uh, integrate it with the games on the Wii U console more yeah. directly. Yeah, like put your Mitomo over Wii U screenshots along with comments, like "Lol, look at this scrub." And it might be like, pretty good. I think like faster loading. <laughs> I think I only mentioned it briefly last time, but like there's too much loading. It's kind of surprising. From a Nintendo game, especially. Well, it's not a Nintendo game, but it's a Nintendo app. And I believe the same standards should be applied. Yeah, make it more convenient for quick drive-by trolling and shitposting. I mean, if it takes longer than Twitter to load up, you're doing something wrong, right? Right. Just make it fast and convenient. There you go. So that's our Mitomo, Mitrolo comments (laughs) for this episode. So if you want to follow me on... (laughs) (laughs) Mitomo, I guess. No. (laughs) I think I'm done adding people. But you can follow me on Twitter, at Famicomplicated. And, uh, you know, I might tweet out some pictures from Mitomo from time to time, if there's some funny ones to share. Uh, Ty, where can people find you? Oh, my Twitter's Super Cat Drugs. Uh, Follow me to find out about Japanese players playing American games. (laughs) That's true. You're the only guy who does that. Right? 
And, and maybe the the hot new Japanese meme, Ellen Baker. Have you heard about this? No. All right. Ellen so, Baker. Ellen Baker. Uh, Japanese middle school textbook, New Horizon. The, you know how they have like these uh, generic characters, like these kids and these teachers and stuff, they're recurring characters right. throughout the textbook. Okay, so apparently the the new uh, character, Ellen Baker, is like this super hot, perfect anime waifu. And <laughs> now, now she's become a cool Japanese meme. Also, like Japanese high school students are falling in love with her as me? Yeah, and also all these people who draw all these lewd pictures and put them on Pixiv. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah, and there's all sorts of stuff on Twitter if you just you know put in the name or the hashtag. Ellen. Uh, Ellen Baker. Ellen Baker. Okay. You can check that out on Know Your Meme as well. Great site. Yes, I'll do that immediately after uh, this podcast. All right. Make sure no one is looking. <laughs> Safe search on or off? <laughs> uh, well, off, obviously. <laughs> off. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for uh, listening to this uh, podcast. There's only two of us guys droning on for whatever it is. Um, hope you enjoyed it um, hopefully we'll get Danny and uh, Cyrus back on for next episode and uh, we'll try and tackle the letters and uh, comments that we had to skip over in this one um, oh, yeah. but yeah we've got some nice letters and uh, we've been saving them up so yeah keep them coming in you can send uh, long uh, emails to famicast at nintendoworldreport.com or you can just send the short ones to the twitter account which is just at the famicast so yeah, either way, just uh, yeah, send your questions our way, and we'll uh, tackle them in uh, next the next episode. Yeah, they're fun. So Ty, thank you for joining me in this cool guys only podcast. Yeah, we're the cool dudes. And uh, until next time, uh, see you later. Peace out. I love the, I love the how there's two games that begin with winning in Japanese. Mm-hmm. All right, and then number nine. <laughs> oh, Ty, yeah. do, Ty, do 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 that again. I won't be able to edit that shit out, man. You, you, you're eating and talking at the same time. Yeah, I am eating uh, Doritos. <laughs> this show has been brought to you by Doritos and Mountain Dew. <laughs> I, I wish I had an air horn right now. <laughs> Was that the launch? The launch year? Uh, yeah. Wasn't that a launch or near launch game for the GBA? Possibly. Sorry, that's my dog barking in the background. It's a nice dog. <laughs>